Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The NFL is in Indianapolis for the Combine. The cattle call begins tomorrow, which means the draft is right around the corner. So let's go out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Trevor Sykema is a pro football focus draft analyst, and he joins us now. And Trevor, thanks as always for joining us. So you did a mock right after the Super Bowl. You had quarterbacks one, two, and three. I'm curious in your mind how close are Drake May and Jaden Daniels to Caleb Williams, and then where do Penix and Knicks fall for you? Yeah, so I actually think that it's, to me, and this is me personally, my own scouting evaluations, I think that it's a pretty clear Tier 1 with Caleb Williams at the very top. I also think it's a pretty clear Tier 2 with Drake May as my number 2. Then I would say that that, that Jaden Daniels is comfortably right below those two guys. I think J.J. McCarthy kind of comes into the mix. Bo Nix comes into the mix. Michael Penix is in there as well. But I see those guys as more, you know, potentially late first, early second round guys. Now, we know that the NFL is a business where if you don't have a quarterback, yeah. you better start taking a swing at one. So, you know, with that being the case, I think that it's fully reasonable to think that this upcoming draft could still start quarterback, 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 even with me being pretty confident in Williams at one, May at two, and then Daniels at number three. So that's the way that I've got it kind of locked up right now. And then, yeah, those other three guys I think are – it sounds like McCarthy's probably going to be a top 15 pick, yep. you know, something like that. We're just not sure exactly where it's going to be yet. And then I think next off the line it would be Knicks and then Penix somewhere on day two. Hey, Trevor, I know everybody's got their hot takes. I saw Merrill Hodge says he, he wouldn't take Drake May in the first round, and that's fine. But And, and I'm no expert, but am I crazy like – J.J. McCarthy, I watch him and nothing seems super impressive, so I'm a little surprised he's a first-round prospect. Yeah, so when I watch J.J. McCarthy, and, and I'll let you guys know, you know, we start this you know, scouting process for this year's class last summer. You know, we go right. through a summer scouting series, and I watched J.J. McCarthy's first year of him being a starter in 2022. I was not really impressed. It didn't really ask him to do a lot of things. Uh, it was an offense that was heavily predicated on simply winning up front, having a lot of time, having a lot of protection, and then running the ball. You know, they had Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum, who were incredible in 2022, and that was a big part of their offense. And so, you know, McCarthy just was not asked to do a lot when it came to going through progressions, uh, feeling the pressure in the pocket, navigating the pocket. Like, he just was all very inexperienced in that area. And you could tell that he just didn't have a good grasp on pocket presence in 2022. I would say that all of those things, got better in 2023. Now, he still was not asked to throw for 300 yards a game every single game, and sometimes when those stats elude these guys, 
we have a tendency to think, okay, well, do they not have the capability to do it? I don't necessarily think that's the case given the context of Michigan's offense. Instead, I saw a player who was more confident on the move, more confident making passes outside of structure, uh, better off of play action, more confident over the middle of the field. And I think he's got a good arm. I think he's got decent accuracy. I think he's got good distance for it. It's not you know Drake May or Caleb Williams level, but I still think it is starting NFL caliber. And so he is somebody who, yeah, if you plop him into an NFL offense week one of next year, it might not look too pretty. Like he's going to have to go through some growing pains. But if you get him in a situation where he gets to sit a little bit, you know, like what we think with, you know, Kenny Pickett or with what Sam Howell was, right, where you just you, you get some time, even if it's not a full year, just to sit and acclimate to NFL life in an NFL offense, I still think he could be somebody that eventually becomes a starting quarterback. And what I've heard is that teams who have gotten to know him and his camp and who he is as a, as a young man, really impressed with the head on his shoulders, how he processes things, how he's continuing to get better, and, of course, that uh, Jim Harbaugh background of, of a baseline for quarterback play. I'm interested in in Penix, uh, Trevor. I, I talked to some people about him and wrote about him a little bit at the Washington Post in November towards the end of the, the college football season, and, and some people I trust who have been pretty good evaluating quarterbacks over the years were pretty high on him. Um, and I know maybe the season didn't end the best way possible, and then I guess a little more has come out maybe about some underlying medicals with him. Is is the medicals the big deal with him? Like, does he does he need to convince the the medical teams that'll be poking and prodding him that he's a multiple contract guy more than anything else? You know, I'm actually least worried about the medicals, if I'm being honest with you. I mean, we've got two years of him being a fully healthy starter, and sure, maybe he's banged up a little bit here, but you know, when you talk about the shoulder injury and the ACL tears, like all of that is you know, he's two years removed from those major injuries, and he's played two full seasons over the last two years. So I'm not really worried about the injury history nearly as much as I am he is a flamethrower type of a passer, right? He's a gunslinger. He's not afraid to push the ball deep down the field, give his guys a chance to go up and get so many of these major explosive plays that we've seen over the last two years. But this past year specifically, I get a little bit nervous about him because when it, it, when it comes time to take a little bit of heat off of those passes, mm-hmm. put a little bit more air underneath it, show some touch, he's just not as comfortable in that area. And I think because of that, you see – the accuracy scores are good for Penix, but the true ball placement, that's something that still is, I would say, a step behind some of these other quarterbacks that I have ranked ahead of him. And I love Penix. I think he's got the arm for the NFL level. I think that there have been first-round quarterbacks who have been picked in the first round for less. I'll say that. But with so many good quarterbacks in this class who I think throw with a little bit better anticipation, touch, and specifically outside of structure plays. I mean, when he was moved off of his spot, his quarterback grade in our system dropped dramatically. So he's just not that kind of a quarterback. And that's just the NFL game is is not nearly as much of a hang-in-the-pocket yeah. type of game. I mean, you got to be mobile. you got to be able to create for yourself. There's too many quarterbacks that do that for you to be able to pick one in the first round where there are other guys who may be better at it who are available in this class. So that's kind of my, my encapsulation of Penix. Uh, I think he can be a starting quarterback still in the NFL, but those are my concerns with him. One more quarterback question because we have more we want to get to, and none of these dudes are going to be playing in Baltimore anyway. Uh-huh. But I am a little interested. I'm, I'm starting to detect some some like combine early smoke for Spencer Rattler. Like I'm starting to see a lot of like pro Spencer Rattler stuff just sort of like coming across my timeline. Does he have a chance to to move up some boards? Well, I don't think that he's going to move up into round one, but no, I will no. say this. 
Yeah, Jim Nagy, the uh, executive director of the Senior Bowl, he, he tweeted out before the Senior Bowl began that NFL teams are higher on Spencer Rattler than draft media is. And when I think of you know people on social media, when you say the name Spencer Rattler, it, it, it comes with like a little bit of a shudder. Like people yeah. immediately think of their first reaction to him, or first impression, I should say, of Spencer Rattler, which was kind of this hot-headed gunslinger that we saw at Oklahoma, this careless passer, uh, the guy from the QB1 documentary. And since he has been in Columbia over the last two years, that is not the quarterback or the young man that, that has been there over the last two seasons. He's, just, he's got such a more mature game. I mean, for that guy to stay as positive and as uplifting to his teammates, as, as, as I think a lot of his accounts have kind of come out and defended him with, despite being pressured on almost 40% of his dropbacks this past year, I mean, he had reasons to throw other people under the bus, and he didn't do it nearly as much, if at all, than what we saw from him at Oklahoma. So I think there is a much bigger maturity to his game, and I think the NFL evaluators are truly taking Spencer Rattler as he is right now, which is a much, much better product and a guy worth investing in than what we saw at Oklahoma when we talk about the high recruiting pedigree and the QB1 documentary and all that stuff. He is not at that place, and I think because of that, yes, I believe he is a day two quarterback at this point somewhere on uh, maybe late early, maybe late second round, but somewhere on the third round, I think is, is where we're going to see him come off the board. Talking to Trevor Sikama, it's Inside Access here on The Fan. Trevor, before we let you go, here we are in Baltimore. I know you're mocked, you're post-Super Bowl mocked. You had the Ravens trading out of 30, but just some guys, assuming they stay at 30, that, that makes sense for you for the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at that wide receiver room, you know, they got Zay. I know Zay's uh, in the news for some bad reasons, but, you know, I think that that, 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 that wide receiver room kind of needs some extra juice anyway. So I think the wide receiver would have been on the board for them as a compliment. I mean, no, they've got a great tight end passing game when Mark Andrews is in there and Isaiah likely, but they need another wide receiver at that point. I think it's a really good spot in the draft to be able to pick one up. You know, guys like Troy Franklin from Oregon, uh, maybe Brian Thomas Jr. if he makes it from LSU, and A.D. Mitchell from Texas. I think all of those guys as outside receivers could really help that passing attack. And then, you know, something on defense. I know people that, you know talk about corner a lot with this team. You know, there's some uncertainty with how free agency is going to go with a lot of their defensive front and I just think it's a sweet spot for a lot of those positions I I think that the Ravens are in a really good spot where they're picking at the back end of the first round some years it's not nearly as rich at the back end of the first round especially in those premium positions you know defensive line cornerback wide receiver this year I think they'll have the opportunity to get a really good starter so um, that's kind of the way that I see this draft class and it could really shape out to where the Ravens get a really nice starter despite them picking a lot later in the draft Trevor Sikkim is the lead NFL draft analyst for Pro Football Focus Trevor, great stuff, man. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Anytime. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.